I wish I could say something that was classy and inspirational, but it just wouldn't be our style. Yeah, I'd like to hear it. SportstownChicago.com. Lombard. Part of the P on Air Network and available on the TuneIn app. Hell yeah. Broadcast, Broadcast home for your Windy City Bulls and the Chicago Dogs. We're in a league of our own. Now, here's your SportstownChicago.com scoreboard update. I'm Tyler Buterball with your SportstownChicago.com update, powered by the Illinois Media School. If interested in a career in media, go to BeOnAir.com. The White Sox complete the sweep against the Orioles, winning 7-5 in 10 innings in yesterday's game. Cease came into the second, taking over for Hendricks, pitched five innings with six strikeouts. Here's La Russa on how he felt the White Sox played. Never give up. Rely on everybody in uniform because everybody's what they needed. Everybody stayed ready. It was their turn. They contributed. One of, the, one of the highlights was that uh, Matt Foster was one of the best guys character-wise we have on the team. Got off to a slow start. He couldn't pitch much better, and he got the last two outs. It was you know, kind of an amazing win. So uh, the guys are committed. Never give in. Never give up. I mean, it really is not very complicated what we're trying to do. Just play as hard as we can, as good as we can. The Sox will start their series with the Astros after the All-Star break this Friday. Cubs and Cardinals Game 3 got postponed yesterday due to the rain with the series tied 1-1. The Cubs sit eight games behind in the division and will continue their season after the All-Star break and head to Arizona for Game 1 this Friday. The Bucks take Game 3 in the NBA Finals against the Suns, winning 120-100, to making the series Suns lead 2-1. to The Greek Freak was the main provider as he ended with 41 points and 13 boards. Game 4 will take place in Milwaukee on the 14th at 8 p.m. In tennis, Novak Djokovic wins his sixth straight Wimbledon title, defeating Matteo Berrettini in just two sets. Djokovic previously won the Australian Open and French Open, and with that makes it his 20th Grand Slam and levels him with the two greats, Roger Federer and Rafael Nadal. The USA men's basketball team gets stunned by Nigeria in an exhibition game, losing 90-87, making Nigeria the first African country to defeat Team USA. The last two matchups with Nigeria and Team USA were blowouts, and now Nigeria came for revenge. This has been your SportstownChicago.com update, powered by the Illinois Media School. If interested in a career in media, go to BeOnAir.com. Blow the whistle! Blow the whistle! Blow the whistle! And now, the greatest sports talk radio show going today. That's right, Blow the Whistle. With your host, Brandon Stats Januska. Craig Kimbrell. He did not have a good spring. Two innings pitched so far in both Saturday's and Sunday's game. Two innings, five strikeouts. Tyler, butterball, butterball. Can we just give a hand to Arteris that he has done more in within those five hours of trade deadline than Paxson and Foreman has ever done in their entire career with the Bulls? And David Double D Dykstra. And all of a sudden, Jordan Spieth has figured out his swing, ladies and gentlemen. And if Jordan goes on a tear, Jordan's Tiger-esque to the point where no one can beat him. Hit us up on social media, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at BlowTWhistle1. That's B-L-O-W-T-W-H-I-S-T-L-E-1. And now, here's Brandon, Tyler, and David. That's right. It's Monday. It's 2 p.m. You know what time it is. It's time for Blow the Whistle. My name's David Dykstra. I'm here with Brandon Januska. Tyler Buterbaugh. And boys, do we have a jam-packed show for you today. We're talking White Sox. We're talking Cubs. We're talking All-Star Home Run Derby. 
We're also going to be doing the greatest segment in all of radio. You're killing me, Smalls. We're going to touch on some Bears, some Blackhawks, Olympics, and then just like a a modgepodge of sports events that happened over the weekend that were pretty historic. If you want to hear anything or give us a comment, let us know on blow T whistle one. That's B L O W T W H I S T L E one on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. We'd love to hear what you have to say about our show. Boys, are you ready to get started? Let's go. Let's Let's, do it. All right. So first and foremost, we got white socks. Sox have runners at first and third with two out for Adam Engel. Adam hits it well into left center field. Mullins back. It is gone. Another home run for Adam Engel. It is seven to four Sox. And Mullins hits this one right center field and deep but on the track catch is made severino come down to score mullins man was he close stewart center field angles back at the track he makes the catch get out of baltimore with a win seven five the final score by a couple of feet the Sox take the finale and sweep the o's for the season Great way to go into the All-Star break with a sweep of the Baltimore Orioles by the Chicago White Sox, giving them an eight-game lead in their division as they head into the All-Star break. I'm going to throw out a real a quick question to everyone, and then I'll hit up my guys, as we always do, with the same question. Do the White Sox need to make any moves, or is the answer within their organization to be a legitimate world series contender once again hit us up on our facebook twitter instagram let us know your thoughts below t whistle one that's b-l-o-w-t-w-h-i-s-t-l-e-1 um i'm gonna start off with tyler tyler do you think they need to make some moves or with eloy coming back and doing his rehab stints in the minors is the answer in their minor leagues or do they need to go out and make some moves to become a legitimate World Series contender? I think right now with Eloy coming back, I think they could be considered right now a, a contender for sure because we like we talked about that bullpen is dangerous, but it's just all about with Larusa being able to trust his bullpen enough and get the better get ro- rotate it better rather than focusing on your three main guys and having them throw for sometimes over a hundred pitches a game, they're going to, you're going to like, you're, you're looking for injuries in that position. But as of right now, I still think that they could be a contender, but there's much, there's much of bunch of things that they need to fix up. Like errors that we've always talked about has always been a big issue. Well, I guess, I guess my question, uh, uh, one of my statements is that the, the rotation looks solid, but they're missing a huge piece to that rotation being what it was, and that is uh, Grandal now having that injury. <coughs> Excuse me. He's the one that that created, you know, the rotation being as good as it was. He He facilitated, you know, the pitches, what was coming when, 
he's going to be a huge missing piece to that puzzle as far as he is for as long as he is out of their rotation, which is, they said, what, four to six weeks, Brandon? That was the initial report. He did have surgery, and now it's a more loose timeline right now. Just to it, see how well yeah, it heals and everything uh, like more that. More of an indefinite timeline at the moment. Uh, I, I guess my biggest question to you, Brandon, uh, is the fact that we, we kind of discussed this. If Eloy comes back and he's swinging a hot bat, yes, that makes up for some of the runs that they're missing from the lineup right now as far as Grandal and a couple of the other guys. But does it fix their bullpen issues? No. I mean, they de- they need to do something to help the bullpen, obviously. That has been a huge issue. I mean, yes, Liam Hendricks has been fantastic. Yesterday, he gave up a long ball in a game where the ball was just flying out. That tied it. He has given up a couple home runs in ninth inning situations, but overall, he's a guy you can trust. But I've also noticed that they're starting to trek him out in the eighth inning now, too. And Yeah, and that's could be an issue going forward. In the playoffs, that's what might have to happen because they don't have those other guys that they trust. So they need two innings out of him. But if you're starting that already in July, you you risk wearing him out come October. And, a, and it goes back to a statement that Tyler made was that with the, the starting rotation going as long as they are, uh, is that going to wear on the starting rotations arms? And are we going to see a decline as the season goes on from that starting rotation? Yeah, that's also a real possibility. A lot of these guys have been there before. I mean, they have some veterans in it, but then they're, it's about half and half. They have guys who haven't thrown as many innings. Dylan Cease is a name who you they'll have to watch out how many limit his in, innings maybe in the second half so that they have him available it come playoff time, or maybe they have him move to a bullpen role on the playoff roster if they choose to go that route. Well, I, I think one through four, they're pretty solid. They could throw anyone in there for a fifth hole during the playoffs if they wanted to. But, I mean, when you have Giolito, uh, Lance Lynn, Dallas Keuchel, and and Rodon pitching the way that they are right now, I think that's your solid four for a rotation for the playoffs. Yeah, and that's why I think Cease, unless they shut him down, which I don't see why they would, would move to more of a a bullpen role. And and that might actually help them out. So are you thinking uh, more setup guy then for Hendricks than you are an innings eater, maybe six through eight? Yeah, I think they need they need that bridge guy, that setup guy, like you said, someone who can get the ball to the closer. I know we talked about it a little bit on the live show. Andrew <laughs> Chafin, an Andrew Chafin type. If they can get Chafin, that's huge from and, the Cubs, but and just Jim, that type of pitcher. Once again, it makes too much sense for it to actually <laughs> happen. You have a guy that's across town that I know you've probably seen a lot. And, and to make a deal to where the Cubs get something, and so do you, that you need in that win. And like we said, if for the White Sox, it's a win-now mentality. It, it makes too much sense for them to not call the Cubs, and, and it wouldn't be the first time that they've made a deal with the White Sox and Cubs. It's few and far between, granted, but it, it has happened. Yeah, and but, doing it for a reliever isn't 
that drastic. It's not that not that like you're going Quintana, Quintana deal where you lost Eloy. Yeah, um. and yeah, and Eli should be starting in AAA tomorrow. He's set to move up to nice. AAA already. He's been on a tear in the couple games that he played down in Single A, Class A. So he's on a fast fast track to possibly come back by the end of the month or early August. So the, the one thing that you and I had both said though was that we didn't want to see him rush back and then re-injure that pectoral muscle again to where it's even worse than it was when it happened. Um, I, I guess my question to you, Brandon, just to close this out is, are they a contender without making any moves though? It'd be tough. They'll make the playoffs. They'll, they should win the division without much of a problem. They can win the division with this roster, but to actually go deep and I mean, they have the talent, but I think they just, they need something to put them over the top, primarily a bullpen arm. I don't think a second base or, or another bat is as necessary as some people were saying, because Eloy should be coming back here shortly and Luis Robert might even come back before the end of the season as well. So I think those additions are almost like a trade deadline acquisition in terms of you haven't had them all year. Now you do, but I do think they need at least another arm in that bullpen. All right. Well, there's some big news going on in the North side is someone is throwing grenades instead of baseballs on the North side. We let you know who, and we give you our opinions next on Blow the Whistle. This is your home for sports. SportstownChicago.com Joe's Hot Dogs has been around since 1953, but I promise it's not old news. You don't have to like hot dogs to like Joe's on Plainfield Road in Joliet. Italian beef, hot dogs, shakes and sides. My family's had a relationship with Joe's Hot Dogs for three generations. Golden fries with a tad bit of salt and the perfect amount of crunch come in a bag as big as your hand. And that's just small. For more on the menu, visit Joe's Hot Dogs, Joliet.com. Bringing that classic Chicago flavor to the suburbs. That's Joe's Hot Dogs across from CVS on Plainfield Road in Joliet. At the football game, Jim shows the telltale signs of being wasted. He starts flexing for the camera. He refers to his muscles as gunboats. He screams, how's this for a halftime show? Jim streaks the field. It's easy to tell if you've had way too many to drive. But what if you've had just one too many to drive? Never underestimate just a few. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, the Ad Council, and this station. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and Windy City News Radio. The Illinois Center for Broadcasting is now the Illinois Media School. We've been an institution in the Chicagoland area now for 30 years. Because the broadcasting world is always changing, so are we. Not only are we teaching radio and television production, but now you can learn all aspects of the media industry, like web design. You can even specialize in TV or film, sports broadcasting, and even sales. No matter where you are in the Chicagoland area, we have a campus near you. The Illinois Media School. Be on TV, be on radio, beonair.com. 
Yo, 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 check us out. We are the go-to guys. I'm your boy Space. I'm your boy MC. Check us out every Thursday from 4 to 5 p.m. We spitting all facts, all sports, all day. Yes, sir. Who else are you going to go to in the clutch? Lillard, long range three. And Keeping you up to date with all the latest sports news. We are the go-to guys. Where else you going to get all your sports news from? You know. SportstownChicago.com. Goldie has been on with a walk and a base hit. He has scored the only run in the game. Whack. Paul Goldschmidt annihilates that ball. My goodness, on the Waveland. 13th of the year. Extends the hit streak, and that was a blast. My goodness, the seventh of his career at Wrigley. With two away, here's Happ. Two outs in the ninth and a 2-2 delivery. Get to Happ. And that'll do it. Welcome back to Blow the Whistle. We are about to talk some Cubs baseball. They split a two-game. It was supposed to be three, but it got postponed yesterday. Made up on September 24th is what I heard. Um, going into the break, uh, some controversy in the Cubs Cubs clubhouse as Wilson Contreras had some things to say about the effort and lack thereof of some of his teammates. I'm just going to keep doing my job. The way I play, it's not going to change. Uh, that's on everybody's uh, work ethic and, 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 and job. We had to win as a team, but... Also, I cannot, uh, I cannot um, ask everybody to play like I do, or to play, or to play like like Bias and I play. Everybody's different. I know that they might be tired, but I mean, I'm here to win. I'm, I'm here to win. I'm here to compete, and uh, that's what I like to to have from from everybody else. Credit to uh, the Fox Network for the highlights. Uh, Thank you, Fox Network, for that. Uh, I'm going to throw out the question, then I'm going to come straight to you, Brandon, with the same question. Do you believe Contreras was right in voicing his frustration publicly? Hit us, up, hit us up on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at BlowTWhistle1. That's B-L-O-W-T-W-H-I-S-T-L-E-1, and let us know what you think. Brandon, go ahead, man. Yeah, I think... Well, I think he's wrong about... Uh, questioning the effort to begin with. I don't think it's an effort issue is the problem here. And then to single out himself and Javi is an interesting choice because Javi's one of the guys who I I do believe he puts in the effort. He does. He works as hard as anyone else out there in practice and everything. But he's also a guy who has not adjusted. So if that's one of the things you're looking at is adjusting and making plays. He was hot a li- recently, Javi was, but he's that he's he's a light switch. He's on, he's off, he's on, he's off. He's not consistent. So it's interesting that he chose him as the I don't think everyone else is putting in as much effort as us. Yeah, that that to me was an interesting statement. Tyler, I'm gonna come to you and then I'm gonna give my opinion on everything. Tyler, what are your thoughts? Do you think he should have uh, aired his grievances publicly or should that this have stayed in-house like uh, Rossi one, thought it should? No, it definitely should have stayed with the team. It shouldn't have gone out to the public. And basically, exactly what like Brandon was saying is that Wilson Contreras basically put like Javi on a pedestal 
But like Javi hasn't been terrible this season, but he's just been very inconsistent. So it's just kind of weird. And with that, in, in a situation like that, and what you say out of that, that's what you'd rather want to talk with your teammates about. Like tell your teammates how you feel. Don't come out to the public like that. That just that's just unclassy. I I don't I don't necessarily disagree. I think uh, this may be the turning of of leadership in that clubhouse and Contreras being more of a vocal leader and, and trying to take over where he thinks maybe Rizzo is not doing such a good job this year. Should it have been done publicly? Probably not. But at the same time, my interesting take out of that is that he throws Javi in there as well. To me, when you're going to say someone's putting forth the effort and what was it? Not even a month ago. Javi makes a mental mistake and is not in a game and shrugs it off like it's no big deal. You're going to put him in the same words as your your mouth as far as putting forth effort. That, to me, is just complete and utter stupidity. That's showing that you're, you're this is what Contreras wants. This is what Contreras wants Javi to get that big extension contract along with himself and those two be the cornerstones of the Cubs moving forward is, I think, the play right there. Yeah, I mean, it definitely looks like that could be it. And, I mean, he and he and Baez have been close since they've started, since they got called up. So that is a real possibility. But, again, I I think he's wrong. I, I think it... He sh- it should have been kept internal. That's a clubhouse thing that you talk about. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I just think I don't. I agree with Ross that I don't think effort is the issue on this team. There are a lot of issues on this team, <laughs> but I don't think it's a lack of effort that is w- the reason why they're losing right now. Uh, Would you say it's like a coaching? I issue? think I think Rossi's done. Yeah, gotten I, leaps and bounds better than he was last year. I, yeah, I really, I oh, really definitely. believe Ross has done a great job this year. And honestly, they overperformed at the beginning. I don't think anyone expected them to get off to... I mean, they started off poorly. April was terrible. But then the hot streak that they went on, I don't think anyone expected to see that happen. Like, that was the high end that, oh, they could potentially get here if everything clicks. And at that time, the bullpen was absolutely lights out. Everything was clicking for this team. But now, all, all of a sudden, it's coming back down to earth, and they're struggling to keep up with these other teams. They had a rough June. They had some tough teams to play, but now it's carried over into July. So I I think the All-Star break came at a good time for them. It can hopefully give them a chance to reset the mindset because I, I don't think it's effort. I think they are trying, but I think they could be trying. They, they're in their own heads right now, and I think even though they'll brush it off, I think the fact that the core could be traded is weighing on them more than they would let in. That's interesting to think about. I, my my Like I said, my initial thought, I don't think this was a shot at the whole team. Mm-hmm. I pers- My personal opinion is this was a shot at Rizzo. I, I really do think this was... Wilson Contreras saying, hey, you're supposed to be the leader of this freaking baseball team. You need to show up and show out 
and be that leader that we all come to expect you to be. And he feels like Rizzo isn't holding his own. That's just my personal opinion. I don't know if that's true or not, but there, I, I do know him and can Wilson Contreras and Rizzo have a contentious relationship. They don't always see eye to eye. Uh, there have been times I, we actually saw a highlight today where uh, oh, yeah. a guy hit a ball just in front of the home plate. And as Contreras loves to do, he picks it up and just chucks it 102 miles an hour down to first base. And Rizzo doesn't appreciate that stuff. No, I mean, no. that's asking for errors too. That's poor gameplay. Yeah. But he chucked it right back at Wilson Contreras and it just, it, it shows that that, it was just a little bit of an insight, especially with all this going on. It kind of went into my head. I was like, hmm, I wonder if this wasn't a shot across the bow of, of Anthony Rizzo telling Rizzo, hey, we need you to be our leader like you usually are. That's possible. Yeah, I. they did get into a shouting match earlier this season, even in the dugout, uh, Wilson and Anthony did. So it that is a possibility. Hey, it. And it might be, honest to goodness, it might be just a strong arm play to say, okay, if you're not going to be who we thought you were, it's time for someone else to step up, and I have no problem being that guy and being that leader on this team that takes this team to the, or at least tries to take this team to the next level. But once again, young and inexperienced, and that's weird for me to say about Wilson Contreras because it feels like he's been behind that plate for like 10 years now, even though he hasn't been. But I I think this is going to be Rossi and Contreras getting together during this all-star break and Rossi going, listen, if you want to be the leader, this is how... Because I I don't care what anybody says. They, They can say Jason Hayward was the leader of that group. They can say Rizzo was the leader. I will guarantee you, the year they won that World Series, the leader in that clubhouse was David Ross. Oh, definitely. There's a reason that those guys respect him as much as they do. There's a reason that they have the the relationships that they do with David Ross. There's a reason that they said, let's let's win one for Grandpa Ross. Like they, There's no doubt in my mind that if he wants it to happen, he's going to sit down with Contreras and be like, listen, this is... I, I can respect you wanting to be the leader of the team and show your passion and wanting to be a Cub and having the Cubs be a winning organization, but this is how you do it properly. Oh, a question I had. Do you guys think that this could be with, with, with Wilson Contreras? Because we all know that there's a lot of names um, that are being thrown out there with the trade deadline coming up and who they're going to keep or get rid of after this season. Do you think that could be a little bit of Contreras trying to save his butt and to stay on that team or is it just is it just him just kind of blurting things out I think it it's it's not him like trying to just stay with the team or anything like Contreras that Contreras isn't going anywhere <laughs> but Contreras did talk, talk earlier this season about how he does not want to be part of a rebuild He said that he wants the core to all stay because he wants them to be all in on this season He is not about the team selling Maybe that has changed a little bit. Maybe he's more open to one now that they've fallen out. They were, I believe, close or tied yeah. for first when he made those initial comments. Well, and them coming to him and going, listen, you're going to get paid and paid very well probably wouldn't hurt the issue at all either. But like you said, he has come out and said he doesn't care. His He, he wants to be a Cub for the rest of his career. But 
he also wants to win. And if yeah. he can't win with Chicago Cubs, he's come out and said, I have no problem going somewhere else and be, being a part of a winner. So that'll give you the mindset of Wilson Contreras right there. Okay. I mean, yeah, I mean that I've, I've heard about that and I've known about that with Wilson Contreras. I just didn't know if, cause it just seemed odd of him to kind of come out in the media, just kind of blurting that out, you know? I, yeah, I get it. I, I don't think he's in jeopardy of getting traded at all. It's the guys with the, uh, with the contracts that are ending after this year that are on the block for yeah. sure. In my eyes, at least. Yeah. I mean, it's possible if, if the right deal comes along, yes, he has more value than a guy like Rizzo or Baez just because he has that extra year with him. I mean, if the Texas Rangers want to give us Jake Glider, I'd be okay with that. (laughs) (laughs) But unfortunately, that's going to end the Cubs talk for now. But guess what, boys? It's that time. It's time for the greatest segment in all of radio. That's right. It's time for You're Killing Me, Smalls. And if you've got a moment this week that just had you saying You're Killing Me, Smalls, hit us up on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at BlowTWhistle1. That's B-L-O-W-T-W-H-I-S-T-L-E-1. But first, here's a sports update from Tyler. Back to your home for sports. SportstownChicago.com Scoreboard Update. Tyler here with your SportstownChicago.com update, powered by the Illinois Media School. If interested in a career in media, go to BeOnAir.com. Confirmation that the Chicago Blackhawks did trade defenseman Duncan Keith for defenseman Caleb Jones at a conditional 2021 third round pick. The White Sox will go into the All-Star break with a sweep win against the Orioles, winning 7-5 in 10 innings in yesterday's game. Cease came into the second taking over for the for Hendricks, pitched five innings with six strikeouts. Here's LaRussa on how he felt about the White Sox win. Never give up. Rely on everybody in uniform because everybody's going to be needed. Everybody stayed ready and it was their turn. They contributed. I mean, one of the, one of the highlights was that uh, Matt Foss was one of the best guys character-wise they have on the team. Got off to a slow start and couldn't pitch much better. And he got the last two outs of this, you know, kind of an amazing win. So uh, the guys are committed. Never give in, never give up. Man, it, it really is not very complicated what we're trying to do. Just play as hard as we can, as good as we can. Cubs and Cardinals game three got postponed yesterday due to the rain with the series tied one to one. The Cubs sits eight games behind the division and will continue their season after the all-star break and head to Arizona for game one this Friday. The Bucks stunned the Suns in game three of the NBA finals, winning 120 to 100, making the series two to one. The Greek freak was the main provider as he ended with 41 points and 13 boards. Game four will be, will take place in Milwaukee on the 14th at 8 PM in tennis. Novik, Djokovic wins his sixth straight Wimbledon title, defeating Matteo Berrettini in just two sets. Djokovic previously won the Australian Open and French Open, and with that, it makes it his 20th Grand Slam and levels him with the two greats, Roger Federer and Rafael Nadal. The USA men's basketball team gets stunned by Nigeria in an exhibition game, losing 90-87, to making Nigeria the first African country to defeat Team USA. The last two matchups with Nigeria and Team USA were blowouts, and now Nigeria came for revenge. And this has been your SportsSoundChicago.com update, powered by the Illinois Media School. If interested in a career in media, go to BeOnAir.com. This is your home for sports. Longtime fans, sports is like life. SportsTownChicago.com. 
What's up, Chicago? If you're ever, and I mean ever, out looking for good urban food 24-7, come down to White Palace Grill located 1159 South Canal Street in Chicago. White Palace Grill is open 365 days a year since 1939. I personally love the steak and egg dinner, but whether you like burgers for breakfast, steak for lunch, or French toast for dinner, White Palace is the place for you. The diner is a 24-hour urban oasis. Come now. Come later. Hey, come now in later. We never close at White Palace Grill located 1159 South Canal Street in Chicago. Visit us at whitepalace.com or order with Uber Eats or Grubhub anytime, any day. Daddy, when you look at me, I can see your wheels turning. About what am I going to be when I grow up? A major equal spaceman? Maybe a point guard for a national champion. The odds of a child becoming a professional athlete are 1 in 16,000. Far-fetched? Maybe. But did you know the odds of a child being diagnosed with autism are 1 in 166? That's right, 1 in 166. To learn the signs of autism, go to AutismSpeaks.org. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. Go to Lux Barbershop for the best barbers and stylists in Plainfield, Illinois. I go there when I have an important event, date, or I just want to look good. The straight razor shave will have you looking fresh and smooth. Lux Barbershop is open seven days a week. Go to Lux Barbershop for the finest barbers, stylists, braiders, and massage therapists in the southern suburbs. Check out all their daily deals on Facebook, Instagram, and LuxBarbershop.com. Hi, this is Joe Perry. And Steven Tyler of Aerosmith for Red. You know, it's okay to rock and roll and party down. Just don't get in that 2,000-pound bullet when you're done and cocked. And please don't drink and drive. Someone that jaded you. A reminder that friends don't let friends drive drunk. A public service message brought to you by the Ad Council, U.S. Department of Transportation, National Association of Broadcasters, and RAD. The Chicago Dogs are back on SportsTownChicago.com. Tune in to the season opener against the Sioux City Explorers Friday, May 28th at Impact Field in Rosemont. First pitch at 7.05 p.m. Hear all the action right here on SportsTownChicago.com. You're killing me, Smalls! That's right. It's time for the greatest segment in all of radio. It's time for You're Killing Me Smalls. Woohoo! <laughs> and like I said, if you have a moment throughout from throughout the week that had you saying You're Killing Me Smalls, hit us up on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Blow T Whistle 1. That's B L O W T W H I S T L E 1. Brandon, I'm going to start with you. All right. I am going to go toward the Euro 2020, which took place in 2021. Ooh, okay. I like but, this. Okay. Yes, let's so this go. is something that I felt. I used to play soccer also in high school, and this is just something that I've never liked a finals getting decided by penalties. You know what, my yeah. I, and not to interrupt you, but yeah. my uncle had a big problem with that yesterday, too. So he was a little angry, too. I, I get it, but go. I, I'm, I'm interested yeah. to hear your yeah, thoughts. Yeah, I mean, to get all that way and have it come down to just penalty kicks, I, I, yeah, I just don't like it. I think it should be more the NHL mindset where you play the shootouts and everything during the season, but come playoff time, especially the finals, don't crown the winner on PK. Let it be actual, actual ball in play. Okay. Even if you go... Like the hockey mindset, that that golden goal mentality, next goal wins. Yeah. If you don't want to play a full extra time until someone wins, that's fine. But let it be decided 
in play on the pitch like everyone out there as opposed to one-on-one just PKs. Okay, I guess my question to you then, if we're going to do that, are we talking, okay, so once it gets to the knockout round or are we talking semifinals and finals only? Definitely semifinals and finals. I prefer the knockout round, but there's draws before that, so... If you're going to play with draws, which I'm fine with having there be draws. In the group then, yeah, stages. Just, just, yeah, make it the, the semifinals and the finals. And then do the extra time. And if, like, goals get scored and they're still even after extra time, go to, like, a sudden death 15-minute kind of quarter. Yeah, and, yeah, just keep playing until there's a goal. Okay. I, I like that I have, much Yeah, better. I don't have a problem with that. I was just, in my head, my uncle said that, and I was like, how would they do that then? And that's actually a really, really good thought. So I like that. I like that much better. Yeah. So to the Euro, to really just soccer in general. FIFA. I mean, to FIFA. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Very FIFA. good. To FIFA for having the champions be determined on penalty kicks. I say to you. You're killing me, Smalls. Tyler, you're up. I'm going to go after... Watch what you say. I know. Me being a fellow Irishman now. No, I know. I am too. <laughs> I am too. I, w- I was rooting for him in the fight. But uh, I'm going to talk about the McGregor and Poirier fight. As everyone saw, gruesome, gruesome <clears throat> loss to uh, Poirier, or to McGregor. McGregor, he, he's been kicking, and they claim that he pretty, they're pretty sure he fractured his ankle from one of the kicks, and then he just kind of took an awkward step back and snapped his ankle and oh that Poirier was, said he heard a pop that's what he yeah that's what he came out and said but what I just gotta just I, I feel bad for McGregor just I feel like he runs in always terrible situations before the fight he predicted that Poirier was gonna leave on a stretcher at the end of the fight McGregor <laughs> left on, exactly <laughs> left on the stretcher so Overall, I thought it, it turned out to be a great fight. It was I was really excited about it, and McGregor looked better this time around against Poirier in this, the second matchup that they had. He gave a poo. He did, and he looked more conditioned, but just all the unfortunate events that happened to him. And you know how McGregor likes to talk his, talk his mouth, which is what makes him so great. He even like started yelling at He's like, your wife sent me DMs <laughs> while he's sitting there waiting to get put on the stretcher. But, I mean, I guess my whole thing, it's not a – I'm not mad about it. It was just really funny because karma happens to everyone. So, McGregor for calling out Poirier and saying he's going to come out of the stretcher when you got put on the stretcher, but hope you get back to a good recovery. But for that – I love the fact that we're all doing your killing me smalls that we're going to touch on even more later. Oh yes. yeah, because yeah. because one one just came to me right now and I've got to bring it up. U.S. Olympic basketball team. <laughs> I can't believe you didn't do this one, Tyler. I'm surprised I didn't. I wasn't even thinking about doing it for that. Are you kidding me, U.S. basketball team? Ugh. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? You lose to Nigeria. Are you kidding me? As a warm-up to the Olympics, you lose to Nigeria. Oh, my. Kevin Durant, Mr. Uh, I Am Basketball, where were you at? I figured you could beat Nigeria with one arm tied behind your back there, buddy. 
Hey, uh, everybody else who's on that team. Uh, dude, are there any big-time Nigerian players in the NBA a- anymore? Akeem Olajuwon was, like, the last one I can remember. I'm sure some of them have Nigerian roots, but still. Like, you are warming up for the Olympics where you are more than likely, supposedly, the heavy favorite to win. I don't think so anymore. I've heard... I've heard people come out now and say they'll be lucky to get out of the round robin part of the Olympic tournament. That's how bad this team looked against Nigeria. And then Greg Popovich comes out like the freaking genius he is and goes, I'm glad it happened. Now they've been humbled and they can actually go about their business and bring us home a gold. Popovich, you're brilliant. But... To the U.S. basketball team for absolutely laying a complete and total egg in their warm-up to play in the Olympics against Nigeria. You're killing me, Smalls. I do. That was. I. I'm surprised I didn't say that. It was like the past couple times that USA has went up against Nigeria. Team USA beat them by 83 points in the London Olympics. Uh, I'm. My fear. I don't know if it's a different team this year, but no. My fear is that NBA mentality has now leaked into when they play internationally as USA basketball. They don't care about offense or defense because they figure they can outscore whoever they want. And these national teams have been playing together for years, not weeks, years together have defense, know how to play the international game, because yes, there are different rules in international basketball, like you can mess with the ball when it's in that cylinder, you can pop it off that that rim if you want to, and it's not goaltending. All these rules, all these different things, my big fear is somebody better step up or the USA is going to look like complete fools, and then we're going to have to go out and get Charles Barkley, Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, Larry Bird to all come out of retirement and reform the dream team and just show everybody up again. The craziest thing is that I'm only seeing two players that play for Nigeria and they didn't even have that play in the NBA. Gabe Vincent, who plays for the Miami Heat, he went six for eight from three with 21 points. And I'll guarantee you that he isn't, he is a U.S. citizen with Nigerian roots. Yeah, I think so. And he so. couldn't make the U.S. team, so he's like, I'll go play for Nigeria. I have no problem with that. Because he goes by Gabe Namdi. Okay. And then another player is Caleb Agada, and he plays in the uh, Israeli league, and he came off the bench scoring 17 points. So, obviously, it wasn't like those two guys carried Nigeria. So, it's like, you guys <laughs> lost to really non-NBA. Yeah. Let's just call it what it is. You got these all-star players lost to scrubs because they are not a team. They are a group of individuals trying to be a team. If they get the team mentality, that's where it'll come in and they'll dominate. But until they do, they're in for a rude awakening because there are some teams in the Olympics this year that can straight out ball. You know what? Here's a really impressive stat I just saw. Nigeria, the team as a whole... 20 for 42 from three-pointer. That's that's a little, I mean, a little bit under 50% from three-pointer. That's impressive. They dropped 23s. That's that's insane. 
But unfortunately, that is it for bull or blow the whistle. <laughs> You're killing me, Smalls. Uh, coming up next, history's going to be made tonight in the home run derby. We're going to talk about it here on Blow the Whistle. This is your home for sports. This is the best fans in the world. No, no better team. SportstownChicago.com. Are you ready for this? Valley View Automotive has all of the hottest SUVs you've been looking for. Enjoy a test drive and the opportunity to drive one of these powerful vehicles off the lot for half the price. Yes, half the price. Now's the time to get yourself to Valley View by car, on foot, or even by air to take advantage of this outrageous sale. You better get here quickly because this promotion is only going on for 24 hours and the automobiles are leaving the lot faster than you can say four-wheel drive. Valley View Automotive, a dealership you can depend on. Hey, I'm Andy Griggs, asking you to help prevent domestic violence. Domestic violence isn't a woman's issue. It hurts all of us. Women are injured and killed every day by their husbands and boyfriends. So it's time for men to take action right now to teach boys that violence against women is wrong, to help prevent abuse before it starts. Call the Family Violence Prevention Fund at 1-800-END-ABUSE to get a free take action kit containing tips on what to say to boys. That's 1-800-END-ABUSE. Teach early. Indeed is the number one job search user with over 250 million monthly users. Indeed's priority is to help everyone in the job searching process to find a job by uploading 10 new job opportunities every 10 seconds worldwide. With Indeed, you have free access to job searches, resume uploads, and company researches. There are over 10,000 employees at Indeed that pursue to help people find the job they are looking for. They connect with millions of people to new opportunities. Go to Indeed.com and sign up for free and create a resume and let Indeed do the rest to help you on your job search. Hey, I'm Jesus Mauricio. Be sure to tune in every Friday to listen to Zeus Off the Bat, a baseball talk show from 1 to 2 p.m. where I'll be discussing and updating you on all things about baseball. News, predictions, reactions, and more about the Cubs, Sox, and everything across the league. Happens every Friday at 1 p.m. right here on SportstownChicago.com. Don't forget to follow and share our Twitter and Instagram with your friends at Zeus Off the Bat. Zeus Off the Bat. Chapman as he gets the All-Star Game save, and the American League has now won seven straight as they win this one four to three. It's my pleasure to present the Ted Williams All-Star Game MVP award presented by Chevrolet to Shane Bieber of the Cleveland Indians. That's right, All-Star Break is officially started. Highlights courtesy of Fox Network. We appreciate those. My question to our listeners and to you guys. Are we tuning in to watch the All-Star Game and all the festivities to go along with it? Or is everybody just tuning in to that home run derby tonight? Hit us up on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at BlowTWhistle1. That's B-L-O-W-T-W-H-I-S-T-L-E-1. Let us know what you think and what you're going to be tuning in to watch. Tyler, yes. are, are we watching everything or is there just something that you're, you're absolutely just going to watch? No doubt. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to want to watch everything, but obviously I think the biggest one I really want to watch is the home run derby. 
Because you have got me on the Otani train. <laughs> history, history <laughs> is going, and that is the history that we were talking about in prior to this segment. For the first time ever in a home run derby, I believe a pitcher will be participating. Now, granted, Madison Bumgard made a pitch. Bumgardner made a pitch for it. What two years ago? Uh, more like twenty sixteen ish. Yeah. That. But that he area, was on a, yeah, yeah, he was on a roll and he wanted to be involved, but yeah. they wouldn't let him. Well, he also wanted a separate one for pitchers. See, that's just silly. That's just what? You're gonna have John Lester get up there and try and hack at the ball? <laughs> Come on. But oh, you are you aren't kidding, Tyler. I know I'm I'm super excited to see Otani in the home run derby tonight. It's gonna be so much fun to watch. And I know I've heard other guy, people's perspective, they don't think that Otani is going to win it, but I think it's just it's meant for him to win. He just hit one the other night that went 480 feet. Yep. And it wasn't even in the strike zone. Like, that's ridiculous. It's scary. Yeah. His swing <laughs> And is, the fact that he's a pitcher, too. Oh, his swing is so pure. So pure. Now, I, pro- I probably know the answer to this one, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask Brandon anyway. Are you watching everything? <laughs> Yes, yeah. I, I will be watching all of it. I'm really excited for that home run derby, though. I don't think it's Otani's. I think it's Otani's to lose. He is the number one seed and everything, but I don't think he's going to run away with it. And there's a reason, because I think he has the tougher side of the bracket. Which I don't understand at all. Like, you, the, re, the, the returning champion is Alfonso, right? Alonzo. Alonzo, yeah. excuse Pete Alonzo. me. Pete Alonzo from the Mets. Why would he not be... Does it just go it's by home run? by how many home runs you That's have when bogus. they set the bracket. If you are a returning champion, you should be at, it, it, at least a number two seed and have those two meet up in the final. That, to me, is primetime must-see baseball. Yeah, because personally, I see uh, Salvador Perez. He can hit. But I see Pete Alonso getting by him, and then I see Otani. I see him beating Soto, but Juan Soto should put up a good challenge. To Soto's him. like Soto will, and if Soto gets hot, yeah, and, for, like, and, and that's the scary part. And for a first round, he could put up twenty plus, and then Otani's having to match that. And then you have a if he faces either Perez or Alonzo, I think it'll be Alonzo. He's gonna have to match it. The advantage Otani has is he's the number one seed, so he only has to go one over what those other guys do. Yeah. But Joey Gallo on the other side <laughs> is the number two seed, so he gets to do the same thing until that final. And I mean, Trevor Story, he's gonna be the hometown favorite and everything with oh, it being absolutely. in Denver. I think Gallo can take him, and I think Dallo, uh, Joey Gallo is the guy to beat on that side, and I just think he has the easier matchups, so I think he's going to be able to have more left in the tank to win it in that in that final round. And who does Gallo play for again? He's with the Texas Rangers. The Rangers? Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, I saw a little piece on him today. There were some other people talking about him that he could, he could smack, but... Yeah, I'm not going on. And interesting, because you were talking about Trevor's story, I'm reading on this. No other Colorado player has hit a longer home run than Story's 487-foot blast on September 5th of 2018 at Coors Field. Oh, that'll be broken. Yeah, I was going to say, there's, there's <laughs> that, some, that's some gonna big, be broken. big hitters coming 
They there are there are talks that there could be some five hundred footers tonight. Oh. <laughs> yeah, be- between Otani, Gallo, and Alonso, those three by themselves could each do it. Could you imagine if they had the creme de la creme in there though, like Tatiste and Guerrero Jr. and like oh, see, I remember. See, that's my thing is I remember when the creme de la creme was in this home were in these home run derbies. They didn't care about injuries. They didn't care about all that stuff. Cecil Fielder, I watched Cecil Fielder literally hit one out of old uh, Tiger Stadium over the upper deck, out above. Like, it was incredible. Yeah, it was insane. And that's what you're watching for. You're watching for these immensely huge hits. But don't discount the people that are pitching to them either. Yeah, that's important. Because they have to know exactly where that hitter wants the ball every single time. And, and and you see it every time. That's why Pete Alonso has had is the success that he has because the guy that pitches to him knows exactly where he wants the ball to put it out of the park. And he does it on a consistent basis. Yeah. That's key. Didn't cool. one year uh, when Chris Bryant was in it, didn't his dad pitch it to him? Yes. I thought that was really cool. Bryce had the same thing. Bryce had Bryce his... Did that? Either his dad or his brother pitching to him, too. Okay. But uh, to me, yeah, I'll probably tune in for a couple innings. Actually, we're probably going to be at a game. <laughs> During it, yeah, game so we'll, we'll, begin, we'll begin updates tomorrow. <laughs> I'm sure yeah. somebody <laughs> will have the game on. Oh, yeah. Um, but it, it, it doesn't hold the same, especially with some of the people bowing out the way uh, they are because of, quote, unquote, either injuries or they just don't want to deal with the COVID aspect of it. So I I feel like once again, it's lost a little bit of its luster, but it still should be a good game. And the American league's taken the last seven seven, in a row, seven games. Really? Yep. Oh my God. Well, I mean, they, they're just so strong on that side. Remember there was no game last year. So those highlights and everything, that was the 2019 and is All-Star it still game. is it still the winner winner gets home field advantage in the World Series? No, no they, they stopped, changed yeah, that. They stopped okay, that I was I couldn't remember. The I Cubs, couldn't remember yeah. if they had stopped that or if they continued that. Yeah, but. the Cubs were the last team that that affected. The Cubs were on the in Cleveland, even though they had the better record. Now it's just flat out whoever the better record is. That's who's home in the World Series. So this is basically the Pro Bowl now. It, it, it's, it's, it's a meaningless pro- game. It's a meaningless game with no defense whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess my question to to you, Brandon, not so much the home run derby, but do you want to see Otani pull double duty in the game? Yeah, and he's going to. You think he, he's he is going thing, to? Basically? They gave him permission. They gave the team permission that he can or that the American League, typically, if you pull the designated hitter and if he's pitching and then you pull, you have your pitcher. Let me, let me start over. If you have, if <laughs> it's you, a confusing yeah. rule. If it you really have, is. If yeah, you have not... your pitcher hitting for himself, you cannot put a designated hitter in later. Late, yeah. And uh, since we, Otani. We had talked about this okay. rule before. And yeah. since Otani is starting the game as the pitcher, he and he's hitting for himself. That would technically mean when he gets pulled, because it's the All Star game, he's he will get pulled. When he gets pulled, you cannot put in a new DH. So he'll. But since it's the All Star game, they're changing that rule for this game, and you can have 
they'll be able to use other DHs. Okay, that makes more sense. Yeah, otherwise I, I was a little confused otherwise, by that. Otherwise, all these all-star pitchers would have have to hit. So, okay, yeah. so I, I guess let's talk about that for a second. So, if I'm understanding the rule correctly, when Otani hits for himself in an actual game, that means any pitcher that comes in after him has to hit as well, or is or it... Or you'd be playing National League rules. Yeah, you'd yeah. have to put in so, a designated hitter. So or, it, I'm sorry, it, pinch hitter. Essentially, yeah. essentially, they're playing a National League game when Otani pitches. Yes, when the, yeah, when dur- the Angels... Yeah, during the season. When okay. The, yeah, when the Angels right. do it, yeah, they're a National League team at that point because you cannot put a designated hitter in later in the game. Interesting. Well, that's going to wrap it up for our number one of Blow the Whistle. But guess what? What? Our number two is on Ooh. its way. And we got a lot to talk about in our number two. We're going to talk Bears. We're going to talk a little bit of Blackhawks as well. We're going to talk NBA Finals, Olympics, and then just go over some general historic stuff that happened over the weekend in sports in general. But excitement building because training camp is about to open this month. Here are our opinions next on Blow the Whistle. This is your home for sports. SportstownChicago.com Joe's Hot Dogs has been around since 1953, but I promise it's not old news. You don't have to like hot dogs to like Joe's on Plainfield Road in Joliet. Italian beef, hot dogs, shakes and sides. My family's had a relationship with Joe's Hot Dogs for three generations. Golden fries with a tad bit of salt and the perfect amount of crunch come in a bag as big as your hand. And that's just small. For more on the menu, visit joeshotdogsjoliet.com. Bringing that classic Chicago flavor to the suburbs. That's Joe's Hot Dogs across from CVS on Plainfield Road in Joliet. At the football game, Jim shows the telltale signs of being wasted. He starts flexing for the camera. He refers to his muscles as gunboats. He screams, how's this for a halftime show? Jim streaks the field. It's easy to tell if you've had way too many to drive. But what if you've had just one too many to drive? Never underestimate just a few. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, the Ad Council, and this station. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and Windy City News Radio. The Illinois Center for Broadcasting is now the Illinois Media School. We've been an institution in the Chicagoland area now for 30 years. Because the broadcasting world is always changing, so are we. Not only are we teaching radio and television production, but now you can learn all aspects of the media industry, like web design. You can even specialize in TV or film, sports broadcasting, and even sales. No matter where you are in the Chicagoland area, we have a campus near you. The Illinois Media School. Be on TV, be on radio, be on air.com. Maybe that was money. Tell me that wasn't money. Yo, yo, yo. Check us out. We are the go-to guys. I'm your boy, Space. I'm your boy, MC. Check us out every Thursday from 4 to 5 p.m. We spitting all facts, all sports, all day. Yes, sir. Who else are you going to go to in the clutch? Lillard, long range three. And it's good! 
keeping you up to date with all the latest sports news. We are the go-to guys. Where else you going to get all your sports news from? You know. SportstownChicago.com. I wish I could say something that was classy and inspirational, but it just wouldn't be our style. Yeah, I'd like to hear it. SportstownChicago.com. Lombard. Part of the P on Air Network and available on the TuneIn app. Hell yeah. Broadcast, Broadcast home for your Windy City Bulls and the Chicago Dogs. We're in a league of our own. Now, here's your SportstownChicago.com scoreboard update. I'm Tyler Buterball with your SportstownChicago.com update, powered by the Illinois Media School. If interested in a career in media, go to BeOnAir.com. The White Sox complete the sweep against the Orioles, winning 7-5 in 10 innings in yesterday's game. Cease came into the second, taking over for Hendricks, pitched five innings with six strikeouts. Here's LaRusa on how he felt the White Sox played. Everybody stayed ready. It was their turn. They contributed. I mean, one of the, one of the highlights was that uh, Matt Foster was one of the best guys character-wise we have on the team. Got off to a slow start. He couldn't pitch much better, and he got the last two outs. You know, kind of an amazing win. So uh, the guys are committed. Never give in. Never give up. I mean, it really is not very complicated what we're trying to do. Just play as hard as we can, as good as we can. The Sox will start their series with the Astros after the All-Star break this Friday. Cubs and Cardinals game three got postponed yesterday due to the rain with the series tied one to one. The Cubs sit eight games behind in the division and will continue their season after the All-Star break and head to Arizona for game one this Friday. The Bucks take game three in the NBA Finals against the Suns, winning 120 to 100, making the series Suns lead two to one. The Greek freak was the main provider as he ended with 41 points and 13 boards. Game four will take place in Milwaukee on the 14th at 8 p.m. In tennis, Novak Djokovic wins his sixth straight Wimbledon title, defeating Matteo Berrettini in just two sets. Djokovic previously won the Australian Open and French Open, and with that makes it his 20th Grand Slam and levels him with the two greats, Roger Federer and Rafael Nadal. The USA men's basketball team gets stunned by Nigeria in an exhibition game, losing 90-87, to making Nigeria the first African country to defeat Team USA. The last two matchups with Nigeria and Team USA were blowouts, and now Nigeria came for revenge. This has been your SportstownChicago.com update, powered by the Illinois Media School. If interested in a career in media, go to BeOnAir.com. Khalil Mack steps up and gets a sack. Highlights courtesy of CBS and Fox NFL. Thank you, gentlemen. We're less than a month away from training camp starting for the Bears. Are you excited, boys? Absolutely. Woo-hoo. Yeah, free tickets are out there. You just have to join the lottery. Uh, they, they're not selling tickets to training camp, so it's just got to join it, in. It's, it's a raffle. It, it is, it, yeah. You're going to be disappointed, boys. Yeah, you, have, you, you have until this Thursday if you're interested. That's that's when the cutoff is. Thousand people per would, would per. You, day. Would you go if you won? Yeah, if I won, I'd go. Yeah, I've I, been to a training camp before years ago, and they're actually a lot of fun. Yeah, the one thing that I don't like about this year, I mean, because it's still a COVID environment, 
No autographs. And that'd be one of the main uh, reasons why I would that, go, would be to interact with the players. Yeah. That's the best part to go. I remember... Oh, shoot. We'll they just have, have a, to get media passes. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, that's a good idea. <laughs> but yeah, no, I remember when the players kind of walk out to their locker room, and they're like, they just walk past you, and I got like the big football, and they signed all of them. That was back when like Israel Donage was still on the Bears. Wow. Way back then. Wow, that's that's a while back. Yeah, yeah. You just dated yourself, dude. <laughs> I know I'm old. I I usually do that. Gotta get a <laughs> shut up. <laughs> but I mean, as as Bears fans is is you got you both are 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 you excited for the training camp? Are you uh, is it is it curbed excitement? Is what? How are we feeling, guys? I'm really excited because this is when the pads come on. And this is going to be like full, full out contact with these players, and it's going to be kind of exciting because we've seen little bits of highlights of how these players are performing in the spring training, but now seeing training camp, you there's usually a lot more cameras on training camp, so we'll be able to get a better idea and see of how the new players like Justin Fields, Jenkins, all the new rookies, and all the new players that have came onto this team. Is gonna how they're looking right now because that's always exciting to see. Yeah, I I definitely agree. I'm excited for it. There's a lot of buzz around this team right now, so to actually see these guys play with some contact, actually have the pads on, and see if they continue to impress the way that they have in the early going. Not just Justin Fields. I mean, he's the highlight, but a lot of these other guys. There was a lot of hype around them in minicamp as well. So see how if that continues as the pads come on, and then as they start playing other teams in the preseason as well to see them actually go up against someone that doesn't get 30 reps against them a day. Okay, so I my question to you and our listeners is, should the Bears have a win-now mentality this season? Hit us up on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at BlowTWhistle1. That's B-L-O-W-T-W-H-I-S-T-L-E-1. Let us know your opinions Tell us how you feel. Tyler, I'm going to hit you up first with this question because I I know I have a personal opinion about this, but I want to hear you and Brandon's opinions first because you are the Bears fans um, of this group. I root for them, just not as much as other teams in the NFL. Um, What do you think? Should they have a win-now mentality? I mean, obviously... Every team, they're going to say that we got to come in with a winning mentality. Of course, I don't blame you. But for because everyone's saying that Nagy and Pace are on the hot seat. So, but we were kind of talking, and maybe they're not quite on the hot seat or on as it as much as people think, or they're making it come out to sound to be. Because it's kind of it's very difficult to go from to switch your team from eight and eight and re redoing the whole quarterback situation and all that kind of stuff and basically rebuilding the offensive line. That's kind of tough to do within a season, but they got themselves good weapons. And so maybe they're like, okay, maybe we can actually get something out of this. So, I mean, I would think that they would come in with a winning mentality, but I mean, if I would, I don't think that if they, if they go eight and nine, now that they had an extra week in the regular season, I don't think there's going to be anything going south for Pace or Nagy. Brandon? Yeah, I I agree. I don't think they're on as big of a hot seat as even we initially thought. I mean, 
I know my, myself personally, I'm surprised that they're still here. Yeah. Being Pace and Nagy. <laughs> yeah, back, all are. Yeah, it's back true. when the season ended, I thought for sure they'd be gone. But they're still around. I, I like what they've done so far in the offseason. So, but I don't think it's they have to win this year or they're gone. I think that by being able to draft the way that they did, they have a little bit more room. I understand the defense is getting older. They have guys that makes you want to win now before that window closes. But I also, so I don't think it's a win now. I think it's see how much you can get out of these young players, but as long as you're not hurting their development. So don't rush them if you don't have to. Don't play them out of position or things if you don't have to or like above where they should be. But at the same time, so I think they try to win now with this team. They try, like, development comes first. They'll do everything they can to win with what they have. But I don't see them, like, going out and making a big trade or anything to go all in this year. I, I, outside perspective looking in, I think it's completely absurd that the QB1 has been already set in stone oh me too i just from everything that we've heard from otas and the mini camps and everything like that justin's a better quarterback flat out all around flat out end of story and he fits that system a hundred times better than than andy dalton does and and brandon touched on it my whole issue is are you now in the mindset of Okay, an eight and nine season or a nine and eight season is a win for us. We might make the playoffs. We might not because that's all the that's all the more that I see them getting with Andy Dalton behind the center this year. Well, and if Aaron Rodgers does not play for the Packers, he's coming. Listen, that's that's gonna be like a whole NFC East like last year. That's that that subject is done and over with. He's going back to the Packers. Just the way he talked during the match between in, in that golf match. He's messing with people now. He's doing it because he finds absolute pleasure in it. He loves playing the mind games. I I've, I kind of picked up on that. It, he sounded a little funny he about it. He just he knows what he's doing, and he's liking the attention he's getting because he is an egomaniac, and that's fine. <laughs> but I, I just don't want the Bears fans to get their hopes up and go, oh, he's not coming back. No, he's coming back. He's going to be in a Green Bay uniform in training camp. He might not show up for the first week just to prove a point, but I'm sure he's going to be in a Green Bay uniform by by week one and be Aaron Rodgers like he always is. My issue is, like like Brandon said, though, your defense is getting older. That, That elite defense is getting older. How many more seasons do you have with a defense that is going to be elite, especially with the unknown of Eddie Goldman? Right. Whether he's even going to play or not, I can only imagine that they're going to they're going to plug it with Tonga, that big Samoan beast that he is, and 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 try and work it that way because every report that I've read on Tonga is you can't take him one on one. He's going to fill up a, pl- a, a a hole and have to have two people guard him or be on him at all times. So do you scratch a year of probably above average defense for a future of above average offense with an average defense? I guess is my question. Say that. 
I say yes, you you risk scratching the year because I don't think this team is a Super Bowl contender yet. Even if you start Justin Fields right away, I still don't think they're Super Bowl. Playoffs, yes. But are they that team? Can they? Of course, you can get hot any given Sunday, but I don't think they're I don't think they're winning it this year either way. So I think they lose that year of the defense anyway. Because I I don't think they're right at that level. And I don't think the defense, as you said, they're slowing down a little bit. I don't think they can carry this team like they did in 2018, where it doesn't matter as long as you have an adequate quarterback, you'll win. I think they need a little more help from the offense, and they can get it, but I don't think throwing Justin Fields makes them a top Super Bowl contender quite yet. I could agree with that. Um, I'll I'll touch up. I'm going to kind of go with what you were saying, Brandon, but... We did get a tweet by Brian Houston at KB Mac Radio. He says, definitely not on the hot seat. Guys on the hot seats don't get to trade draft capital to move up in the draft. They certainly don't get to draft the quarterback of the future for the franchise. Not to mention the team refuses to disclose how many years are left on Pace's deal. Completely agree. Oh, what? Uh, exactly. Absolutely. That, that, I wasn't even thinking. I wouldn't even think about that, that when he said that, that they wouldn't have the choice like they wouldn't be given the choice to draft their franchise quarterback, so I mean I totally knew that they they're not on, as much on the hot seat as people think. Absolutely, uh, and it, for me, it, it does come down to whether because to me, AFC's the elite right now. Yeah, you've got your your top tier teams. NFC, you really don't have those top tier teams. You never know about Green Bay. It's it, Aaron Rodgers is playing; they're going to be elite. But other than that, Tampa, maybe your two elite teams, and I wouldn't even consider them elite because Tampa's going to be aging once again mm-hmm. with all the people that they brought back. That is all for the football talk for right now. Trust me, it's coming, and it's coming <sighs> I soon. I can't wait. But the Suns got bucked by Milwaukee in game three. We talk NBA finals here on Blow the Whistle. This is your home for sports. Red left. SportstownChicago.com. Take that exit and get to the Southern Cafe, home of the nasty biscuit on Roselle Road in Roselle. Get over there and try the chicken fried chicken biscuit made with the Southern Cafe's house-made drop biscuit with buttermilk chicken fried chicken smothered in country gravy topped with shredded cheddar and crumbled hickory smoked bacon. I always say that when you go to the Southern Cafe, you come out with two meals with a heaping amount of food they serve you in every meal. I love to go to a place with outdoor seating. The Southern Cafe has a great outdoor seating area to help social distance, and I get to enjoy my breakfast outdoors. Open 6.30 a.m. to 3 p.m. to give you plenty of time to grab an amazing breakfast or lunch. Now get your butt over to the Southern Cafe on Roselle Road. Hello? It's speed walking day. Dorothy, you're breaking up. Did I mention we'd be slowing down when we pass the court where those fine brothers play ball? I heard that. Reduce your risk of cancer, diabetes, heart disease, and stroke. Get active, eat right, and maybe even run into Mr. Right. Isn't sisterhood beautiful? For more information, go to everydaychoices.org. Brought to you by the American Cancer Society, the American Diabetes Association, the American Heart Association, the Ad Council, and this station. Alert! Alert! Be gone, maxed out credit cards, overdue loans, suffocating interest rates, and relentless collection agencies. If your credit rating is making you and others around you cringe, there's only one thing to do. 
And that's to turn to the professionals at Creative Credit Solutions. Even if your credit is less than perfect, we'll help you get back on track. You can do it, and we can help. Call today or visit creativecreditsolutions.net for your free credit check report. Blow the whistle on SportstownChicago.com. Mondays and Fridays from 2 to 3 p.m. as we talk NFL. The game plan was really sound. In the quarterback league, it, it has been, it still is. Franchise-defining quarterbacks. College football. Will Jim Harbaugh make it through the season as Michigan's head coach? Some more Big Ten talk. And here's some things you wouldn't expect. I would have never expected that. Get all of that and more on Blow the Whistle on SportstownChicago.com. They are starting to celebrate. Giannis and Benacupo with another finals gem. And the series is now two games to one. Highlights courtesy of ESPN. The Milwaukee Bucks win game three. They bucked the Suns, as I like to say. (laughs) Fear the deer! Oh, Oh, God. Good night. What a horrible cry. It's really bad. Fear the deer. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) So you're saying you do not fear the deer. I I don't know why you... I mean, I've seen deer attack, and and it is a little scary to see them because they... Kick, they, they, yeah. They kick. They don't just come at you with their horn. They, I mean, I'd, they, I'd, they I'd too, fear but. it when they decide to run across the street and you're coming at, uh, yeah. flying yeah. down the road, especially <laughs> with that new car of yours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no! I, gotta, I lost one car. I can't lose another. <laughs> but that being said, let me throw this question out to you, and then I'm gonna come straight to you, Tyler, with you being our our NBA guy. Uh, does the route in last night's game mean Milwaukee? is in this NBA Finals series with a chance to win. Hit us up on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at BlowTWhistle1. That's B-L-O-W-T-W-H-I-S-T-L-E-1. Guaranteed, once once a show. It always it happens to me all the time. Just a tongue twister with the whistle. <laughs> Tyler, your thoughts? So, I don't think this changes anything with Milwaukee. Granted, Milwaukee... Played a phenomenal game. Giannis Antetokounmpo. But it seems like they have one of these games every series where they can do absolutely nothing wrong. They're hitting threes left and right. Yeah. Uh, Giannis is off the charts phenomenal, which he's had a great playoffs. I'll give him credit where credit's due. But there's this one game in every series where they end up just blowing the doors off of somebody. They... they show their fans that they have that potential of and being a, a, just an upper echelon team. Yeah, they can't be touched, and then it's like they lay an egg the next game or the next two. Yeah, no, that, I think this is just kind of like their one little hippity hop. Hello, we're here. We deserve to be here. Exactly, because <laughs> if you look, the Suns they did not their starters like the guys that you would expect to light it up. They did, they played pretty pretty poorly. Booker only had ten points. Paul, not too bad, 19 points and 8 and 18 points. This, those are the three guys that a few games back, they combined for 80-some-odd points. And tonight, that last night, they only the whole team scored only 100. So I think it was a little bit of an off day for the Suns. I think they were a little out of it because they were, they're in Milwaukee. And I think Milwaukee just had a little bit more energy in them because they were back in Milwaukee. But do I – this doesn't – I mean, as I said, I believe before – I still think Suns in five, maybe six. But now, now would you chalk Booker 
only scoring 10 up to maybe a little nerves of playing his first NBA finals outside of Phoenix. It could be a little bit, but I mean, I, the way this we... is his first legit playoff run. And the fact that he made it oh, to the yeah. finals is redunk. And he's proven that he is the next tier or he's taken that step to be in that next tier of talked about people. But it, it might have been just that one-off game where he, he let the nerves maybe get the better of him. That could be a possibility because throughout the whole playoffs, we have not seen Devin Booker choke or like get nervous. He has that killer mentality. So this could be that one game that we were expecting to see him kind of let the nerves get the best of him. So I wouldn't expect him to play like this for the rest of the series at all. I think he's going to go back to his light-up Devin Booker. Uh, yeah, I just I have on Giannis's historic uh, okay. performance that he's actually the third player in NBA Finals history. He's had back-to-back 40-point and 10-rebound games. That's f- But can he continue to do that throughout the series? He's done it now once in Phoenix once in Milwaukee, but also he needs help. It, it can't just be him Well, either. absolutely. Well, and, and my whole thing is, is Aton going to let him score 40 points a game? Probably not. Aton, no. Aton is coming along so well over the last, I'd say, year. Yeah. He, he's developed. Uh, he's going to be scary next year. He is. The if, size of that guy and everything and he, what he can do. And he's getting confidence. Mm-hmm. Gaining confidence with every game that he plays with these elite players and holds his own. I he mean, really does. What did you say? 18 points last night? 18 points and nine boards. So the boards, decent night. The boards need to be better from, from Aton for them to be where they need to be. But that's all you can ask for from a legitimate big man in this era of basketball is 18 points. 18 points, psh, I'd take that every day from my my big man in this era of the NBA. Exactly. Like cuz like when we're talking if we're talking like big men, Dennis Rodman, he wasn't a scorer, but he was there to get the boards and he was a key player for the Bulls back in the day. Oh, they don't win the championships without Rodman. No. In the day. But see, and that's my thing is I I guess where I'm coming from is the the last bad bad game that Booker had was the day or the game after he broke his nose and he had the mask on and you saw how long that mask lasted. It lasted a game, a game. And he's like, nope, not wearing that anymore. I can't see. I can't shoot. I can't score. We got another tweet from uh, KB Mac Radio, and this is actually really funny. So oh, I love KB Mac. He KB goes, Mac. He goes, means nothing for the Bucks at all. This is what they do, consistently inconsistent. This help, this helpful Chris Middleton chart basically speaks volume for the Bucks, and I'll kind of explain it to you guys. So the Chris Middleton cycle, it goes from plays subpar, criticized by media, starts to play better, becomes underrated, turns into prime MJ. Goes back to play subpar, <laughs> and it goes into a circle. And and, and he's not lying. Like no. Middleton's should be a superstar. He should should be. be. He should be Robin to Giannis's Batman. That's your Batman and Robin. Every team should have a Batman and Robin. That's what they're trying to do in Chicago with Levine and Vuce. Vuce. Vucevic. Vucevic. Uh, will it work out for Chicago? To be determined, but they have it. They have they have a self made triangle in Phoenix with Aton, 
Booker, and now CP3. Mm-hmm. And the fact that CP3 and Aton, it was a bad game by Booker, I will guarantee you he comes out and lights things up on Wednesday. Oh, I guarantee it. And that's, It's going to be scary. That's why I don't think Milwaukee really made a turning or a statement. I think there was just one. I think it was kind it was of a, a fluke. It was a fluke. Like I said, I wouldn't be surprised if Milwaukee takes two games. But if if the Phoenix Suns come out of this this little two-game stint with Milwaukee, 3-1 going back to Phoenix, it's done. It's over once that first game back. Yep. In, in and everybody Phoenix. always says game four is the most pivotal. The Bucks win game four. It's 2-2. You're in a three-game series you're at back, this point. You're back to 0-0. Yeah, you're in a three-game series, and that's anybody's game yeah. at that point. That's that, 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 and like that's exactly what'll what be said. scary. Game four is like the biggest... It could mean totally different things, being up 3-1 or being back tied 2-2, nothing to nothing. So, well, like, if you lose, it's anyone's game. Let's take it yeah. Let's take it to the Tampa Bay Lightning, who, for two years, never lost back-to-back games. They were never in that deficit because of that. Mm-hmm. And, and, and for you to go out there and beat the Milwaukee Bucks, I'm not saying it's not going to be a close game because I believe, in all honesty, it will be because it is in Milwaukee and they're going to be playing their hearts out to win in front of their fans, which I don't know if you were, did you watch the game at all yesterday? I watched like towards, the, I was able to watch the end. Did of you it. hear the chant by the Milwaukee fans at the end? No. What was it? Bucks in six. Oh, really? Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Just digging, just digging. That's, and that's... you just, you saw Chris Paul, Aton and Booker all on the bench. Just, Seething. So far, my favorite chance that I've seen was the Suns fans when Giannis is shooting free throws. They just count to ten because he got he got <laughs> he called takes out forever, ever to shoot a free. And throw. I'm telling you, when they're like that stadium being so loud, going one, two, and it it gets right to ten, it throws Giannis off. He misses like oh, half he, the time. He misses anyway. It's he's, it's true. He's it's an just absolute so funny. Well, and that goes to another thing that I was talking about. Uh, USA basketball better be thanking the Lord above that the Milwaukee Bucks made the finals. Cause if they hadn't Giannis and his little brother, were going to play for Greece. Yeah. And that would have been scary because his little brother's got game too. Maybe not as good as Giannis, but still pretty darn he, good. He played a couple minutes in last night's game. He gets, he gets a little bit of playing time, but that being said, I, I think we're all on the same page. Brandon, you, you feel the same way? Kind of a one-off game? Yeah, it, it definitely looks that way. The Suns did not play well. Not taking away from what the Bucks did. They did play a good game from everything that I've seen. But, yeah, they just, they're not there yet to win this title. They're not going to win They're missing another three. I don't know what they're missing, though. They're missing a piece. And I don't know if it's that killer instinct that every championship team has. And Giannis just doesn't have that yet. Like, I'll be honest with you. Kevin Durant was stepping on throats left and right. He couldn't help that he had no help whatsoever outside of what, what he could do. But it seems like Giannis doesn't have that yet. He doesn't. And that's why he's... He's struggling a little bit, but like just like with the winning, because he doesn't really have much on his team, which I got to give him massive credit for, for being able to make it all the way to the finals. Because like we talked about Chris Middleton, super inconsistent. And when, like obviously if Chris Middleton plays well, 9 out of 10, 
Bucks win if if Antetokounmpo plays well too. But he's got all these subpar average players like Brook Lopez. He's a solid center, but he's not. No, he's I like as he goes DeAndre Ayton way better. Like what? I know. <laughs> like where the heck did you come from? Yeah, they were playing the Hawks, and he goes off for twenty eight, and I'm like, where's you said Brooke Lopez, right? <laughs> oh, okay, I was just making sure. But, like, that's my whole thing is, like, well, and here's another thing. Think about how scary that team would be if Giannis could actually hit his free throws. Even if, even if he bumped it up to 75%. Well, you know what's funny? <laughs> Last night, he went 13 for 17. Like, that's still, that's way better than he usually does. Yeah, no, but, exactly. That's actually good. But, like, if you're in a close game, the Suns are going to hack the crud out of him. They're going to hack oh, a yeah. shack. Oh, absolutely. And make him win it from the free throw line. And and I, I'm sorry, I would too. They did it with Paul George. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Paul George Mr. Is Mr. Buckle under the pressure. <laughs> and he's a much better free throw shooter than Giannis. Yeah. But I, I believe with you guys, I, I said from the get, it's Suns and Six. Uh I believe they'll they'll get to somewhere, but I think the Suns will close it out in six. If it's two two though, it's gonna be a whole different story. I think the Suns definitely. the Suns definitely win this series. That being said, it is on to the Olympics where it's gonna have a little bit of a different atmosphere this year at the Olympics. Uh we give you our thoughts next on Blow the Whistle, but first, sports update with Tyler. Back to your home for sports. SportstownChicago.com. Scoreboard update. Tyler Buterbaugh here with your SportstownChicago.com update, powered by the Illinois Media School. If interested in a career in media, go to BeOnAir.com. The White Sox will go into the All-Star break with a sweep against the Orioles, winning 7-5 in 10 innings in yesterday's game. Cease came into the second, taken over for Hendricks, pitched five innings with six strikeouts. Here's LaRusa on how he felt about the White Sox how they played. Never give up. Rely on everybody in uniform because everybody's to be needed. Everybody stayed ready and it was their turn. They contributed. I mean, one of the, one of the highlights was that uh, Matt Foster was one of the best guys character-wise he had on the team. Got off to a slow start and didn't pitch much better and he got the last two outs. It was, you know, kind of an amazing win. So, uh, you guys are committed. Never give in, never give up. And it really is not very complicated what we're trying to do. Just play as hard as we can, as good as we can. Cubs and Cardinals game three got postponed yesterday due to the rain with the series tied 1-1. The Cubs sit eight games behind the division and will continue their season after the All-Star break and head to Arizona for game one this Friday. The Bucks stunned the Suns in game three of the NBA Finals, winning 120-100, making the series 2-1 Suns lead. The Greek freak was the main provider as he ended with 41 points and 13 boards. Game four will take place in Milwaukee on the 14th at 8 p.m. In tennis, Novak Djokovic wins his sixth straight Wimbledon title, defeating Matteo Berrettini in just two sets. Djokovic previously won the Australian and French Open, and with that makes his 20th Grand Slam and levels him with the two greats, Federa and Nadal. The USA men's basketball team gets stunned by Nigeria in an exhibition game, losing 90-87, to making Nigeria the first African country to defeat Team USA. The last two matchups with Nigeria and Team USA were blowouts, and now Nigeria came for revenge. This has been your SportsSoundChicago.com update powered by the Illinois Media School. If interested in a career in media, to go to BeOnAir.com. This is your home for sports. SportsTownChicago.com.
Jill's Hot Dogs has been around since 1953, but I promise it's not old news. You don't have to like hot dogs to like Jill's on Plainfield Road in Joliet. Italian beef, hot dogs, shakes and sides. My family's had a relationship with Joe's Hot Dogs for three generations. Golden fries with a tad bit of salt and the perfect amount of crunch come in a bag as big as your hand. And that's just small. For more on the menu, visit joeshotdogsjoliet.com. Bringing that classic Chicago flavor to the suburbs. That's Joe's Hot Dogs across from CVS on Plainfield Road in Joliet. At the football game, Jim shows the telltale signs of being wasted. He starts flexing for the camera. He refers to his muscles as gunboats. He screams, how's this for a halftime show? Jim streaks the field. It's easy to tell if you've had way too many to drive. But what if you've had just one too many to drive? Never underestimate just a few. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, the Ad Council, and this station. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and Windy City News Radio. The Illinois Center for Broadcasting is now the Illinois Media School. We've been an institution in the Chicagoland area now for 30 years. Because the broadcasting world is always changing, so are we. Not only are we teaching radio and television production, but now you can learn all aspects of the media industry, like web design. You can even specialize in TV or film, sports broadcasting, and even sales. No matter where you are in the Chicagoland area, we have a campus near you. The Illinois Media School. Be on TV, be on radio, be on air.com. Maybe that was money. Tell me that wasn't money. Yo, yo, yo. Check us out. We are the go-to guys. I'm your boy, Space. I'm your boy, MC. Check us out every Thursday from 4 to 5 p.m. We spitting all facts, all sports, all day. Yes, sir. Who else are you going to go to in the clutch? Lillard, long range three. And it's good! Keeping you up to date with all the latest sports news. We are the go-to guys. Where else are you going to get all your sports news from? You know. SportstownChicago.com. The games will go on, but the fans won't be there. Japan announced today that it has decided to ban all fans from Olympic venues due to a recent spike in COVID cases. Thank you to Janelle Wang of NBC News for that interesting little tidbit. A little update, yeah. yeah. A little <laughs> update, yeah. Like I said, it... it Olympics are definitely going to have a unique and interesting feel to it. A lot, a lot like baseball did last year and with football last year as well. Let me throw out this question to our listeners, and I'm going to probably come to you, Brandon, and get your response. Uh, do you believe that the Olympics should even be even be happening at this point with everything happening in Tokyo? Hit us up on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Blow T Whistle One. That's B L O W T W H I S T L E One. Brandon, should they even be having the games at this point? That's tough because they've already pushed it a year. I think if if you don't do them this year, you you have to scrap you just it completely. Yeah, you, you wait. Gotta you wait them. till the twenty twenty four Olympics. Yeah, I, I completely agree there. But yeah, I mean, I'd like to say. Like, let them play and everything. Maybe change locations, but I, th- I think it's too late for that even, too. 
but with Japan in a state of emergency, it's hard to say, yeah, have them go play. So I don't blame anyone that does opt out, but I'm I'm okay with them being played because the people that either they are vaccinated or they don't care, they, they, they're willing to take that risk. If you're willing to go, I don't want to see everyone that has been training for it not get to play. Yeah, I... <sighs> It, there, there's a lot of variances going on in Japan right now that that have led to this state of emergency. What do you think, Tyler? Uh, play, don't play, cancel, don't cancel. I'm like in all agreement with Brandon because, like, they've already did push it back for a year, and so I would I could see like let them play, but with everything happening in Japan right now, I can understand why people don't want to be there and. Exactly like Brandon said, they could move it, but that's a little too late right now. Like we're about, they're about to start here in a little bit, so it's kind of tough to plan that and move it to somewhere else within a few weeks. But and yeah, it's just it would just be too much and too much of a hassle to try to move it somewhere else. But I mean, obviously, if you have to, you don't have enough athletes that are going to be sitting in and they're all opting out, then you're just going to have to scratch this year and then just go on, just wait until the next one. I honestly haven't heard of any real high-level athletes. It's it's a lot of people that I don't think have the... They're not the, like the big names. They're not the big, big names. I think once that first big name falls, you might see others start to trend that way. I haven't heard of anybody huge from the U.S. opting out yet. My question, though, is opening ceremonies is typically a gathering of all the nations. What do you do that there? They might scrap it. I, I, I don't know. Surprised. I don't know if they necessarily scrap it, but you might just have the flag bearer walk out. I can okay. see that. I okay. can see that. Just do the flag bearer, and but like once again, this is going to be. One of the most unique experiences that we will ever be able to talk about as as human beings. Because once again, like with baseball, like with football last year, you're going to be able to pick up on things that you normally would not hear in an event because there's no crowd. Yeah. Like soccer players yelling at one another. Uh track and field stars talking smack, <laughs> you know, yeah. this, this it, it could lead to some very interesting moments because now you're going to be able to hear the audio from these people because there is no crowd noise muffling that, that noise. Unless they do. Cause I know like last season NFL, they kind of like put previous crowd audio in you there. You can pump in crowd music, yeah. but you can only pump it to so many decibels. Exactly. Yeah. Cause even and still in the NFL you games, you were still, still able to hear the stuff. players. Yeah. Yeah. You still heard stuff that you weren't supposed to hear. And you exactly. were like, did I, did I just hear what? I-? <laughs> so you're going to hear all the grunts and the groans from these people throwing shot puts and hammers and, and javelins. And it's going to be even more amplified because they're doing it in front of nobody. Yeah. So it, it's going to be interesting to me. Once again, it's going to be one of those experiences where we look back on and we go, wow, 
that that was that was crazy. That was that we witnessed that. Yeah, and it was yeah. just weird. Lived through it, and yeah, you, you remember the day <laughs> when there were no crowds? Because, <laughs> well, the the big issue is, I guess, from everything that I've heard, is this epsilon strain of COVID that is now going starting up. You've not heard. I, I know about, is that separate from the Delta variant? Is yep. there a Delta and oh, now yeah. the Epsilon as well? The okay, Epsilon, yeah. I've heard about the Delta variant. I haven't heard about the Epsilon. The Epsilon variant, variant is just new and it is in Japan. And the biggest issue with this variant is the fact that the vaccination has no effect on it whatsoever. So they're going to have, that's when they were talking about getting boosters. Oh yeah. Uh, we're going to have to get revaccinated. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. But, but see, that's, to me, that's where where things go sideways because now you have all these athletes from different nations coming into a situation that if they catch that Epsilon variant, they're going back to their countries now. Yeah. And See, now that I'm more thinking about it, we already went through this hell last year with COVID and they, they, they weren't on top of jumping on and how to how – to, restrain it now here's your chance because they have an idea of what COVID is i don't know maybe it's almost better they just scratch out this olympic this year because we don't want to go through this crap again that but see that's what i'm saying is like there's no vaccine for this epsilon variant right and like and that to me and that's where i was worried about when they were like oh we have a vaccine take the vaccine blah 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 blah, blah. i was like things mutate yeah all the time the flu mutates all the time. That's why you have to do your flu shot every year because they have a different shot every year. Right. This is what COVID's going to turn into. You're going to have to get a COVID shot every year because there's going to be a different variant every year. Right. If not every six months. If not, this is going to be an ongoing thing. It, it, it just, I agree. It, it seems to me that if... If you're so worried about, and it's not just our country that I worry about. I mean, you look it's at all countries. You yeah. look at Europe. Europe was completely devastated by it. They were shut down for three months, four months, almost. I'd say almost six months. At, at some, some of the countries, I know Italy was down for at least six months. Yeah, and like it completely ravaged. They're they're actually asking, like, sending out forms for Americans to move to Italy now. And they will pay them to open up businesses there. So, like, all these things have affected not just us, but globally affected everybody. And now you're asking athletes at the top of their game in whatever sport that they do to come in there and not may, not only just risk their health, but possibly risk the health of any family member that they may come in contact with after the fact. and. I think that's too much to ask of any person. Exactly. We've seen how we saw how fast COVID spread last year from the start of it. Bringing all those athletes there and then sent then them going flying back home, it's just going to be 2020 all over again. If not worse. Exactly. Especially with the if new this strands. if this epsilon variant is as bad as everybody seems to think it is, it could could completely decimate countries not just communities mm -hmm. you know and that's that's the scary part about it is what 
where do you take, okay, unfortunately we understand you've been training for three, four or a lifetime to be on this team, but is it worth your life and your family's life and the way you make a living to do that? Right. That's what they got to put in perspective and think about. Exactly. And I'll be interested to see where it goes from there. That being said, uh, we do have some history that was made over the weekend in England in two different sporting events. We'll tell you all about it here on Blow the Whistle. This is your home for sports. Longtime fans, sports are like life. SportstownChicago.com. What's up, Chicago? If you're ever, and I mean ever, out looking for good urban food 24-7, come down to White Palace Grill located 1159 South Canal Street in Chicago. White Palace Grill is open 365 days a year since 1939. I personally love the steak and egg dinner, but whether you like burgers for breakfast, steak for lunch, or French toast for dinner, White Palace is the place for you. The diner is a 24-hour urban oasis. Come now. Come later. Hey, come now in later. We never close at White Palace Grill located 1159 South Canal Street in Chicago. Visit us at whitepalace.com or order with Uber Eats or Grubhub anytime, any day. Daddy, when you look at me, I could see a wheels turning. About what am I going to be when I grow up? A major equal spaceman? Maybe a point guard for a national champion. The odds of a child becoming a professional athlete are 1 in 16,000. Far-fetched? Maybe. But did you know the odds of a child being diagnosed with autism are 1 in 166? That's right, 1 in 166. To learn the signs of autism, go to AutismSpeaks.org. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. Go to Lux Barbershop for the best barbers and stylists in Plainfield, Illinois. I go there when I have an important event, date, or I just want to look good. The straight razor shave will have you looking fresh and smooth. Lux Barbershop is open seven days a week. Go to Lux Barbershop for the finest barbers, stylists, braiders, and massage therapists in the southern suburbs. Check out all their daily deals on Facebook, Instagram, and LuxBarbershop.com. Hi, this is Joe Perry. And Steven Tyler of Aerosmith for Red. You know, it's okay to rock and roll and party down. Just don't get in that 2,000-pound bullet when you're done and cocked. And please don't drink and drive. Someone that jaded you. A reminder that friends don't let friends drive drunk. A public service message brought to you by the Ad Council, U.S. Department of Transportation, National Association of Broadcasters, and RAD. The Chicago Dogs are back on SportsTownChicago.com. Tune in to the season opener against the Sioux City Explorers Friday, May 28th at Impact Field in Rosemont. First pitch at 7.05 p.m. Hear all the action right here on SportsTownChicago.com. Novak Djokovic within one set. Of catching Roger Federer and Rafa Nadal. He has done it. Major title number 20. One chase is over. He's caught Roger and Rafa. And now the Golden Grand Slam beckons. Play towards the back post and Shaw scores for England. An early strike. Comes the corner, he's flipped on, bouncing around dangerously, and scrambled in as well. And it's Leonardo Bonucci who's got the vital touch to put Italy level. Got to score here to keep England alive. And he doesn't, and Italy are champions of Europe. 
Like I said, some amazing, amazing achievements over the weekend. Actually, just yesterday in the country of England, both were in England yesterday. It was funny to watch some of the tennis players be like, um, I'd love to continue talking to the press, but I've got a football match to get to. <laughs> both dub- uh, They had the mixed doubles final after the men's final yesterday. Both of the mixed doubles pairings, one was completely from Great Britain and the male from the other team was from Great Britain. So they're like, we would love to talk forever, but we've got a football game to go to. <laughs> like the whole country, the whole stadium emptied out and headed to Wembley after Wimbledon, the men's final. That's it was over. Insane. It's crazy. But that being said, let me ask a question to our, our listeners and then I'll, I'll come to you guys. Which is a bigger sports moment in, in your eyes? Italy winning its first Euro Cup in 53 years or Novak Djokovic winning his 20th Grand Slam title? Hit us up on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at BlowTWhistle1. That's B-L-O-W-T-W-H-I-S-T-L-E-1. I'm like, Brandon, go ahead. It's hard to rate them. I mean, they're both huge accomplishments, obviously, in their own right. If I had to say one, I'd have to go with uh, Novak Djokovic just because of the sustained success that he had to have. Italy just broke a drought. Yeah. He's won 20 of them. He's now tied for the most all time. Yeah. So and that's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. I'd, I'd have to go with that one if I can choose, if I have to choose one. Tyler? You know, I, I would have to go with Italy winning because wow, the way how I con- controversy. <laughs> All right, there we go. Because the way how I would compare it is because yeah, it was just a long drought since they've won it. If you put it in the perspective like the Cubs winning the World Series, that was like the biggest thing that everyone's talked about. So I think as a whole, like for the whole country of Italy, I could consider that one bigger because that's like just that's where you're from, you know. While with tennis, that's like single out to a single player but well here's the crazy thing what that that benantini yeah was from italy that Djokovic yes beat. yes so that like italy was having a oh. weekend a weekend and 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 i i i tend to agree with brandon on this one i i think the italy thing is a phenomenal story it's a great story i'm half italian so <laughs> you know i'm my italian pride is bursting at this moment because you know ireland can never win anything when it comes to football but but, but they won it on penalty kicks so yeah yeah <laughs> we, we won't get into that That's the time, right? yeah, and, and i will say i will say this much i never felt so bad you are in wembley stadium playing for England and you just miss that final penalty yes. kick and that you just saw the heartbreak on the kid that took the penalty kick. Like he literally just put his Jersey over his face and started bawling his eyes. out. I didn't see that. Yeah. But. He was completely distraught, but I'm going to go with Brandon on this one. Novak Djokovic uh, winning his 20th grand slam title to me was the outstanding moment from the weekend. Uh, but here's the scary part. He has the chance to win the Golden Slam. Yeah, I remember Only you talking about that. Only one other person in tennis history has done that, and that was Steffi Groff. And that's winning the Australian Open, the French Open, Wimbledon, a gold medal at the Olympics, and winning the U.S. Open. Me personally, the way Novak Djokovic is playing right now, I don't see anybody touching him because 
Benintini played a phenomenal match against him yesterday and made maybe five mistakes, and it cost him that whole match. Like, Novak is on a different level than any other tennis player in the world right now, and you have to play almost a perfect match to beat him at this time. And that's why I think, that's why I talk about the Golden Slam, because it is a very obtainable thing for Novak Djokovic to achieve this year. No, it's huge. And like like you said, with everything that he's done, and I've even I said it in the uh, update, how he's won the Australian Open and the French Open just previously, and then winning that, that's just just adding on to it. That was what you're calling the Golden the golden yeah, slam. The golden, the golden slam. slam. Okay. Yeah. It's where you win all the grand slam. It's it's like in in uh in golf when you win all the major championships, you win in uh the Masters, the US Open, the British Open, and the PGA Tour. If you do that, you're a Grand Slam winner. Okay. They call there's one called the Tiger Slam where he he didn't win the Masters one year, but won the other three. And then the next year, he came back and won the Masters, so they called it a Tiger Slam. <laughs> but no, this like comes that. around every four years. That's why it's so difficult to achieve is the fact that the Olympics are only are always four years apart and you know things happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, skills decline or what have you. But Or the Olympics get bumped to a different year, year, and then you have to win it this year. Yeah, right. (laughs) Djokovic is on a different level than any other talent in tennis right now to the point where uh, I honestly do not see anyone, anyone touching him. Now, here's a question. This can kind of go back to what we were talking about last time. Do you think that he could possibly be one of the players that's going to opt out? He's already said he wants to go. He already said he, he said already it. he says he doesn't know how they're going to do it and how they're going to maintain the social distancing and everything like that. Are they going to have each team in a separate hotel? You know, just so he doesn't understand it. He understands why athletes are opting out. He will not his pride in playing for his country over oversees everything else that he's trying to do and he just wants to compete for his country and win a gold medal for his country. And I'm sure the, the ability to win the golden slam doesn't hurt things at all either. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But that being said, we do have some big Blackhawks news that we really do want to talk about. And for that, I'm going to throw it over to our Blackhawks boy, Brandon, talk to us. So Duncan Keith, longtime defenseman, former Norris Trophy winner, former Con Smith winner, three-time Cup champion. He is no longer with the Chicago Blackhawks. After 16 seasons with the team, he has been traded to the Edmonton Oilers. Now, obviously, Edmonton's on the West Coast, so that's going to go along with what Duncan Keith wanted. He wanted to be closer to his son so he could be more of a a present parent because him and his wife have been divorced now and he doesn't want to be absent from his son's life, which I I get and and credit to the Blackhawks for, for understanding and saying, all right, this is what you want. You've done so much for our, our organization. Let's do this for you. Yeah. I mean, his ranks among defensemen, most games played, most postseason minutes. He's played 3,781 playoff minutes wow. on the ice. All those cup runs, he was always the Hawks leader in minutes every single year. 
That's that's insane. They're, okay, okay. <laughs> I'm I'm just gonna because sh- I questioned it earlier when we were standing outside. I was like, really, Duncan Keith? You think he's a he's a surefire Hall of Fame? You're throwing stats at me now, Janoska, and I'm like, all right, <laughs> I concede. You're right. You're right. All right. Yeah, I I 100 believe that he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. Duncan and, Keith. and and with the stats that you gave me is as far as you know he he was the top defenseman for four four straight years or something like that four or five straight years yeah he uh, he won the Norris Trophy twice yeah uh, which goes to the top defenseman that year but yeah you could argue he was among the the top guys for that entire run run that the Hawks had well and he was their top guy and he always knew that he was I always liked Duncan Keith because you never really heard a whole heck of a lot from him but he went out there and did his job did it really really well and you never had to worry about it yeah exactly and so he he leaves the team he leaves behind a huge legacy he was still probably I mean he's getting older of course but he was still probably one of the top defensemen on the team so that's an issue for them moving forward but he has been traded for a third-round pick, conditional third-round pick, could be a fourth, depending on how things fall. And Caleb Jones, who not a lot of experience, 24-year-old uh, defenseman. But the biggest thing for me is he is the brother of younger brother of Seth Jones, who is being rumored to be on the trade block by Columbus. So... If Caleb can somehow convince his brother to come to the Hawks as well, to Chicago. this is a huge deal. <laughs> uh, okay, so there you go. There okay. might be a little insight there. Unfortunately, we're all out of time. We'll hit on some more Blackhawks next Monday. What a great show. We had a great time. Absolutely. We'll be back next Monday, 2 to 4, as always. If you like what you heard, if you want to hear more, if you have something that you want us to talk about that we haven't talked about, hit us up on Facebook at Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at blow T whistle one. That's B L O W T W H I S T L E one. If you miss our show, how dare how you? Dare you? <laughs> but the good news is you can go on anchor or Spotify, type in blow the whistle and find us. And you can listen to as many episodes as you want, ladies and gentlemen. But that'll do it for us today. For me, David Dykstra. Brandon Janoska. Tyler Buterbaugh. Everybody have a safe, positive week. And we will talk to you next Monday. This is your home for sports. This is the best fans in the world. No, no better team. SportstownChicago.com.